0: The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Welcome to 2024, the year the Vancouver Canucks win the Stanley Cup. Okay, that might not happen, but you know what? At least we have Quinn Hughes and operating Chuck. Let's go, baby. It's Locked On Canucks.
1: You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host here at Locked On Canucks, and also a Canucks writer for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into the episode, we got to thank you for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It is your team every day. Make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm going to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Coming up on today's episode of Locked On, Canucks, we might be in a new year, but we want to bring up one of the worst takes that we came across while doing this podcast Uh back in 2023, and that was that Brady Kachuk is a better player than Quinn Hughes, and that uh, GMs would be dumb if they wanted to trade... uh, Brady chuck for Quinn Hughes, straight up. So we're going to rag on Sense fans a bit here and talk a little. Sense Canucks, they battle at Rogers Arena tonight. Uh, coming up in the second segment, we got a few notes, okay? It's Trevor's Notes, presented by Kyle. Clean, crisp, and ready to go for 2024. And finally, we'll end uh, with a little Begsy's ballad, uh, talking about the Canucks and the schedule ahead, the road ahead, if you will. But before we get to any of that, let me introduce my co-host. He's feeling himself, He's living on cloud nine, because his Packers might make the playoffs, but more importantly, his Vancouver Canucks, one of the best teams in the NHL, Kyle Bowen. Happy New Year, buddy. How you doing?
1: My Packers may make the playoffs, and they may eliminate your Seattle Seahawks, a team that I despise, okay? Remember, Kyle Bowen admitting himself to some crimes back in the day, went to a Seattle Seahawks bar in Seattle, I took some cardboard cutouts of Russell Wilson and Richard Sherman. I went to an alleyway, and I stepped all over them and left them in the alleyway, okay? I don't know what bar that is, but definitely when I'm up slash ASAP, when I go back to Seattle, I'm buying I'm buying that bar, back that merch, okay? How about a Geno Smith cutout or a Drew Locke cutout? F the Seattle Seahawks. Anyways, Kyle and Trevor Beggs, talking about your Vancouver Canucks, a team that is facing off against the Ottawa Senators tonight in Vancouver, at Rogers Arena, and uh, yeah, let me uh, put this up again, okay? Last month, TSN doing a 2018 redraft, and they picked Brady Kachuk over Quinn Hughes. I don't know, man. This This is getting ludicrous. I get it. Brady Kachuk, an outlier, a guy that I would want on my team. But Quinn Hughes, he's top five. He's top seven in the whole league. Can't say the same about Brady Kachuk. There's a different tier. It's obvious. That Quinn is on, and uh, I can't believe these people in the East who talk about hockey continue to run their mouths. Yet they fall asleep when the Canucks are playing every game. That is, that is crazy. Again, if you're covering hockey and you live in the East and you call yourself a hockey pundit, yet you're not watching some of the best players in hockey play night in, night night out. You got to quit. Okay, do something else.
0: Yeah, I think it's not just uh, you know not just casual fans who love their big boys, but it is the East Coast bias for sure. Um, but there's a size bias, 100%, right? Brady Kachuk Ooh. is, you know, a bit of a unicorn. Power forward, scores some goals, uh, puts up points. Yeah, I think he even leads the NHL in penalty minutes so far this season. Mm-hmm. But look at the points. Just just look at the points for this season. Brady Kachuk has 26 points in 32 games. Quinn Hughes has 45 points. He has almost 20 more points than Brady Kachuk. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I know Quinn Hughes is a smaller defenseman. And, again, East Coast bias. People aren't respecting this guy. But Quinn Hughes has got to be in the Norris conversation. I mean, he was the Norris frontrunner for a large chunk of the season. I think Kale McCarr has kind of silenced that conversation a bit, or at least it's kind of neck and neck between Hughes and McCarr. Uh, Eric Carlson has had a good season as well. But Quinn Hughes is right in the Norris conversation. What award is Brady Kachukka I mean, win this year, except for most penalized player in the NHL?
1: Ooh, Quinn Hughes is in the MVP race. He still is, man. Uh, look at what the Canucks are in the standings. we still got a bunch of games to play, and this team can get a lot better. I think Quinn Hughes is going to— Double his point total, easy. Okay, for real, during the second half of this season, and dude, I need a shovel. I need a shovel and a a tractor to dig that deep into uh into the earth to see where the Senators are in the standings. This guy's a winner, and now you want to talk about uh, potential playoff performers, right? You can look at somebody like Brady Kachuk and be like, "Yo, you win with a guy like that. You win with a guy like that. That's a guy I want in the playoffs. That's April, May, June hockey." Dude, I know they were the fake playoffs, but uh. Look at Quinn Hughes' stats in his first run at the playoffs. And let's go look at Brady Kachuk's stats in the playoffs. Can you can you pull those out? Can you pull them out? Yo, Trevor, can you pull out Brady Kachuk's stats in the playoffs? Can you do that? <laughs> you can't. Oh, yeah. Got him right here. Got him right here. Exactly, dude. The disrespect Nothing. is crazy. And TSN, what are you doing, bro? Again, let's pull out the image again. I'm not going to say uh, we should send our listeners to uh, the 2018 redraft video that uh, Bar Down did a couple weeks ago, but Go to that video and just leave some comments. Don't don't hate on them. Just just say Quinn for the win. Quinn for the win. It's Quinn unreal. for the
0: win. And, and I'll bring it up and read it for our audio listeners. So TSN did a 2018 redraft with, and the redraft has Brady Kachuk going number one, Quinn Hughes number two, Erasmus Delaney number three, Andrei Svechnikov number four, and Noah Dobson number five. Um, yeah, I, I just think that's that's so full of bias. And you look at like the analytics, counting stats, whatever it is. Quinn Hughes to me seems like a far superior player. To Brady Kachuk and I do think people hang on to Brady Kachuk because people like hockey because it's physical, right? Brady Dude. Kachuk's physical; he's a big boy. He's good. There's more small, quick players in the NHL. But that being said, Quinn Hughes is uh, one of the best small, quick players out there, and he's doing this playing defense. Uh, he's this one guy of the best. Could hit 100
1: points this season. He's one of the best small, quick, whatever types of players you want to say ever. Look at the stats. Look at look at where his name is entering on these lists that keep popping up game after game after game. The only names I see beside him are Bobby Orr and uh, Br- uh, Leach, Brian Leach. You get what I'm saying, bro? But, you know, let, let's yeah. look at the penalty minute list and let's see where Brady Kachuk is. Let's see that list. <laughs> Unreal, man.
0: Yeah, I'm, e- I'm even looking at game scores right now. So, again, uh, hockeystatcards.com does game scores for players. Quinn Hughes leads the Canucks with a 1.25 game score so far this season. That's one of the best marks among NHL defensemen. Brady Kachuk has a .09 game score. Uh, that's pretty much tied with Brock Besser and Connor Garland. So uh, Brady Kachuk, maybe we can have a debate about Brady Kachuk versus Brock Besser, but Brady Ooh. Kachuk versus Quinn Hughes, to me, is a <laughs> bit of a ludicrous debate.
1: Ludicrous, man. Now, I will say something. Let's, uh, let's hockey nerd out here some more, okay? So Team USA, uh, what is the NHL doing to best on best thing? Like fairly soon, right? Like that's happening? February
0: 2025 is the report.
1: Okay, cool. There's going to be a starting five. For team, team USA that's going to look like this. It's going to be Jack Hughes, Brady Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, Quinn Hughes, and Luke Hughes. That's going to happen. A, because it's entertaining, it's interesting, it's fascinating, it's beautiful for the game, and B, because it's probably going to work. These these guys are all friends, and they're all elite players. And uh, we saw it today. Not that it really connects the dots, but uh, Team Canada loses in December. Uh, not December, sorry. Early January Quarterfinals, World Junior Hockey Championships, uh, yeah, it's pretty obvious the rest of the world has caught up, and I think USA is the favorites. Real talk, next February yeah. they are stacked, stacked, and uh, these brother combinations that we're seeing have a a huge, uh, a huge, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Trevor? Here, that, that's a huge, huge reason why I'm cheer- not cheering for Team USA, but predicting that they're they're again the favorites going into a best on best.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get there. That's next year though. Let's talk a little 2024. And in fact, let's talk Sens Canucks tonight. Uh, I'm going to say this and you know, we, we, I've been poo-pooing on Brady Kachuk here. He's still a good hockey player. The Sens really haven't been so good, but I will say the Sens remind me a lot of the Canucks last year where there was promise. There was young talent, uh, There was expectations that they were going to at least be in the playoff conversation. That hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. I could very much see the Senators doing something similar to the Canucks this season. I I, I honestly think the the Senators might just be a year behind the Canucks. They had all this turnover this year, Mm -hmm. all kinds of drama. I could see them coming in next year and and being really strong. Uh, That just hasn't happened, obviously, for them this season.
1: Yeah, and I think they waited too long to fire their coach to switch things up. Because, you know, I watched a couple Senators games uh, this year, only because I started to grow some hate for them and also because I have a lot of respect for the Locked On Senators boys and they're some of my favorite hockey podcasters. And you do the math, I'm going to watch more Sens games. And, yeah, they remind me of uh, the old-school Vancouver Canucks blowing leads, being really bad defensively, yet being high-octane offensive dynamos. And that doesn't really ultimately lead to success. Now, they have been playing a little bit better recently and I hope they don't continue that today because the Canucks really need to again this team's picked up points in nine out of the last 10 games there's seven wins there they don't have to do a lot like there's no must-win games here but I feel I feel as if the fans and maybe even Rick Tockett are becoming tiresome of not having their star elite players play like star elite players it's been a while you know oh what's that Tortorella quote right like if David Booth is your best player, or if Aaron Volpatti is your best player, uh, that's not a good thing for the team. It's been about 15 games where Connor Garland, Teddy Bluger, and Dakota Joshua have outrightly been the best players. That's not me me being a fanboy and me being West Coast bias and just looking for storylines. It's just the truth. Those three guys have been the best forwards on this team for a long period of time, and uh, that needs to change ASAP.
0: Needs to change ASAP. Yeah, I agree. I think you want to see more of a push from the top six, and I think we'll talk maybe a bit more about the top six in um, the second segment of the show. One thing I will say, Kyle, I think you made a comment uh, last week about, oh, this, why did the Canucks playing the Flyers again right after Christmas? Well, guess what? The, the Canucks and Senators have played this time of year before, and actually it was four years ago today that uh, Elias Pedersen netted his first career hat trick. We were together. And he gets the Ottawa Senators with the overtime winners. were so. we together for that game?
1: Yeah. We're, we were, right? Where we didn't watch that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Recording the old show back in the day. Burnaby Studio, you and I were getting horny together, man. We were, man. That was exciting, man. I I saw the future flash right before my eyes, man. Pedersen was lethal in his rookie season. And, yo, I I think out of everyone that needs to step up, we're talking about Hironic, Hughes, uh, Miller, Besser to some extent. Pedersen's the guy. Not only are the fans getting a little restless and this whole contract BS, like, dude, Pedersen, just... Just kick it into tenth gear right now, do it. Yeah, because you can again look. I, I don't know if I'm being nitpicky because maybe I'm just. Uh, no, I'm just speaking the truth. Like even when Patterson was picking up points, he was third on that list. You know, Hughes, Miller, than Patterson. Like Patterson yeah. was, he he wasn't at his best. He hasn't been at his best all season, and I think the warm up ends now, where we're gonna see a lethal Patterson down the stretch here.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I, I would say he was. I would say he's damn near close to his best in October. Uh, November was slow, and then he's he was, he's been picking it up in December. I think so. I'm looking for a, a rejuvenated Elias Pettersson here in the second half of the season. A uh, little uh, little mistake here from Begsy Quick. It was actually five years ago. January second, 2019 was five years ago because we're Dude, in 2024. Still, okay, come on, man. Takes
1: a little getting used to. But that's all right, This is what I'm saying, though, okay? You know, a lot of people complain about the uh, the Flyers game, right? The Canucks looking sloppy after the Christmas break, blah, blah, blah. And remember what I told you, Trevor? If you don't show up to work on Tuesday, sharp, you know, after your holiday break, then you have no right to talk ish about the Vancouver Canucks because it's hard. It's hard to uh, do anything post-holiday break. And this time around, I'm not going to front. It actually felt like a holiday break for me. I did spend a lot of time in the studios, but I also spent a lot of time napping. It was different. I feel fresh. Anyways, Locked On Canucks, Kyle Bound, Trevor Bags. We'll talk more about our holiday break. On the other side, uh, we got Trevor's notes coming up, and we also got an advertisement because Bagsy, man, we love our sponsors, man. Yo, you mm-hmm. bought your girl a necklace? How'd you buy your girl that necklace? It's because of that Locked On money. How'd I buy my girlfriend that that, that necklace? Same thing, okay? Also, I owe it to her, man. have not been performing well lately, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Anyways. Wow.
0: Good well, team, maybe, team. uh, maybe what would help you is if you uh, get some tickets off of game time and hop into a bathroom stall. Okay, well, oh, what? Well, okay, well, Are well, 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 you well, gonna well, do well, that? Well, you know, well,
1: well.
0: well, make sure you just make sure you go to get your tickets on game time. Okay, let's have, that's what we're showing. know next year, I'm locked good on. Good have you ever been stressed out by buying tickets at the last minute? You know me, I'm a big last minute deals guy. Last minute deals, begsy, and I've found that the best place for killer deals at the last minute is Game Time. Game Time, they got my back. I get these emails from Nicola at GameTime, and she's always teasing me with concerts and events this week in my area. Not only are those weekly emails a tease, but GameTime also offers me flash deals on last-minute tickets. What's even better than that is that they have a lowest price guarantee along with event protection cancellation. It doesn't end there. You can also get exclusive flash deals for tickets on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Now I have no choice but to get off my rear end and go check out our local show on a Friday night. So make sure you stake the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, we back on Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is my second best friend for life, Trevor Beggs. Uh, we on what, year 13 of our friendship, man. That is something else. Uh, Begsy's wife calling me Trevor's second wife. That's something else, man. Our friendship has grown. Uh, that being said, off the top, we did mention it. Uh, this week, we aren't friends. We aren't friends. You're a Seahawks fan. I'm a Packers fan. We're competing mm-hmm. for that last spot yeah. in the dance. Uh, we're not friends, okay? There is no love. No love between us. But, hey, speaking of love, man, my quarterback way better than yours. Uh, man, oh, man, uh, Begsy, uh, talk more about your New Year's, though, okay? Can you just uh, just fill us in? Family, man, your family got bigger. This is the first year your family's been this big going into a new year. Uh, did you make it to 12 o'clock? That's what I want to ask.
0: No, I, I did not make it to Damn. 12 o'clock. But I wasn't I wasn't really motivated to do so, you know? Like, when you got a kid that wakes up between 5 and 6 in the morning, Staying up to midnight for the sake of staying up to midnight doesn't mean a whole lot.
1: Man, oh, man. You weak, bro. You soft, man. You getting soft on us. Anywho, before Mm -hmm. we get to your notes, you probably have a lot because, you know, you rested and you you hungry for the new year. (laughs) Let's get to some of these comments. Uh, We got JS Quinn over Brady, obviously. And he also is telling y'all to hit the like button. Like I said, man, I got to step it up in other parts of my life. And if y'all hit the like button, maybe I can buy... My girlfriend, another necklace for Valentine's Day, okay? Yo, that's that's up in forty days. I still celebrate that holiday, okay? And then we had Elston, okay, one of my favorite commenters. Miller should have a big game tonight. He all he's always good for a highlight reel goal against the Ottawa Senators. Yo, a lot of skill. A lot of skill on the ice today. Like go through the players on both teams. This could be one of the most entertaining games of the year.
0: You know what, Elston uh, was, I think he gave us a great segue there because I do mention Miller in my notes. So let's get to it. Trevor's Notes presented by Kyle.
1: All right, we got JT Miller first up on Trevor's Notes brought to you by Kyle. Again, JT Miller, fifth in league scoring, but only has two goals in his last 16 games. Are you concerned? Uh, that has a lot to do with this power play that outside of those games against Edmonton and San Jose in the first half of the season has been middle of the pack. Let's be honest. and Let's be real. Uh, how does JT Miller turn it around?
0: Yeah. I mean, the power play is an interesting case, right? And, and for those who didn't see the, the Jeff Patterson stat, it was basically the Canucks power play has been clicking at 16%. If you take away, you know, the 45% they had against the Oilers and sharks this season. Right. Um, Obviously, they played those two teams. What six, seven times they played with the Sharks? Anyway, six, seven times. Um, so yeah, a, a good chunk of the power play goals have come against two teams. The yeah. rest of the goals not so much. I mean, it's tough to decipher because it. Se- I felt like earlier in the season that power play looked so dynamic; it was moving so much, and now it almost seems like they don't know what to do out there. Mm. Uh, like they're a bit lost in their movements. Like they're almost trying to do too much, be too keen. way too much. Um, yeah, I, I think they need to maybe stick at what. What what works? Um,
1: well, I, yeah, dude, I don't know. let me break it down like this, man. I think, I just think in general, the Canucks need to take more shots. And one person that needs to take more shots outside of just JT Miller is Quinn Hughes again, you know? Like, look at what he was doing in October and November. Just chucking everything on net and making room. And I don't know why that's kind of stopped. I think there's been obviously some overthinking on this power play. And that's what sometimes happens, okay? Because, again, look at the hot start. Look at the offensive numbers. Still the highest scoring team in the league. I feel as if that opens the door for, ironically, some overthinking. Like, you just feel like you're the ish. You can do whatever you want when you should just be yeah. doing what works. And yeah. Yeah. you know what? Today there was a lot of talk about PP1 during practice, and there's been some jokes on Twitter already, and that's mainly because Wayne Gretzky was at practice, maybe yeah. giving advice on that that PP1. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's just break it down like this. Quinn Hughes, Shootborn, JT Miller, you have the puck a lot. You do that thing where you skate down the ice partially in the offensive zone and just wire a shot, keep doing that. Try that out more. Maybe don't look for the bumper play. Maybe don't always look for rockbuster. Maybe don't throw that puck over to Peterson. And, and if you do, like, hope Peterson shoots it right away. In general, the team just needs to shoot more pucks. They need to get back to the basics yeah. to uh, get that confidence back, get that swagger back.
0: Yeah, and if you look at their kind of – their. I'm not even talking shots, but, like, high danger generation yeah. rate on the power play. It's still, like, a, around top 10 or around 10th in the league, right? Um, but I think overall, like you said, Kyle, like, direct pour, more pucks than that at both even strength and on the power play, and they should be rewarded for it. And and that's somewhere they've been lacking.
1: Yeah. Speaking of being rewarded, I don't know what the uh, the opposite word is, but Niels Hoglander apparently a healthy scratch already, and this is not that surprising. Like, like I wouldn't do this because I feel as if, Again, the Canucks are lacking offense uh, fluidly over the last, like, 15 games. I know they've been scoring a lot of goals, but it just looks kind of stale out there. And Hoaglander is a player that can spice it up, especially in the top six. And I don't know if PDG is that guy. Uh, This all being said, Hoaglander, man, back-to-back games where he's trying to do too much. It's one of those things, man. Just keep it simple. I don't – it's like the Kuzmenko thing, you know. They try to make plays at each blue line, which is understandable, like – you got to do your thing. you got to create. But if you make a mistake on a shift, make sure you don't make a mistake on the second shift. And I've noticed that a lot with Hoaglander over the last two games. So, you know, like he's just not keeping it simple enough. And I think with Tockett, it's pretty obvious. And you see it with JT Miller. You see it with Brock Besser. You see it with Patterson. Like they're not doing that. They're still making their plays. Don't get me wrong, but they're not compiling mistakes in a row. And I think for Hoaglander, once you don't get the puck out because you're trying to hold it, just to make a play, whether it be in the defensive zone or the offensive zone, and it doesn't work out. Next, The next time you get on the ice, just get that puck deep and skate into it and reset that momentum. And we haven't been seeing that lately. And Talkit, man, he's just one of those guys where if you make mistakes on back-to-back shifts, there's a chance that you're going to be a healthy scratch. And it's easier to do that when you have a guy like PDG who was really good during the first 20 yeah. games of the year waiting in the press box.
0: Yeah, exactly, right? PDG has looked out of place in the lineup aside from what he's built with Miller and Besser, right? Mm. Um he still has his moments of four checking hard, but you know, really the best he's looked with the Canucks is on that line, right? So I think for Hooglander, it's just a reminder that the pressure's on. You know, Hooglander now has what one goal in his last seven games, one goal, one point in his last seven games. Mm-hmm. So he's gone cold after um, you know, being one of the better forwards uh, through the month of November there. Um so yeah I I mean I don't I don't mind it. Again I probably wouldn't bump him out of the lineup entirely. Um, but Suders played well, Lafferty's played well, Amon's played well, and Amon, and Amon, all three of those guys in the fourth line PK as well, right? So and they that's don't make mistakes. The, the they, just, they just don't make blatant yeah.
1: mistakes, man. They don't make blatant mistakes, and yeah, I don't know if I'm just being hard on Hoaglander, but again, I think I've noticed him avoiding the easy plays constantly, and it's just not the thing that you want to do when you're trying to impress the coach-slash- just cement yourself in the lineup. Look, I'm all in for creativity, and the players are the ones that dictate what happens, okay? I, I don't like when coaches get in the way, but I can I can see the logic behind Tockett's decision here. And you mentioned it, man. Like, if it was Amon in the press box, maybe we're not seeing this. But because the offense is quote-unquote struggling five-on-five five and PDG has done it in the past with those two, it's kind of like an easy decision when, again, is not producing slash making mistakes uh the opposite of that is tom landerman plus eight plus eight so far in the world junior hockey championship sweden looking good i think they won today i think they're gonna get get into the semifinals, or or they're beating uh switzerland while we're recording this uh team sweden canada's team not really vancouver's team for real like team canada gets knocked out today i don't care i don't care i'm here for team sweden and I know we're hearing a lot about Jonathan LaKaramaki and Elias Pedersen, other guy, you know, playing solid defensively, LaKaramaki looking like a right-handed Marcus Naslin. But Tom Latter, man, the more and more I watch him, man, I feel like there's a 15% chance this guy leaves school next year and plays <laughs> with Abbotsford or Vancouver. You know, it's a younger league. You never know. I see the way he plays. I see the way he skates. I see the confidence, the cockiness, and I'm like, yo, I can't wait to see that with the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Yeah, I think you might be on something. I, I wouldn't be shocked either way. I wouldn't be shocked if he was back for a second season. I, I actually would be probably more surprised if he came to Abbotsford, but I don't think it's out of the realm, realm of possibility. I think he's played fairly well at Boston University. I know there's some of the fancy stats guys, some of the guys that watch him close than you and I. I've said his transition game hasn't been spectacular. Um, but in this tournament, he's looked really good. Again, very short sample size. I would lean towards him probably staying um, at Boston University. But again, he's looked great in this tournament, plus eight. Um, I think the caveat is that Elias Pettersson, uh DPD has been playing the tough matchups right he's like mm-hmm. a minus two but I think overall he's done a good job job of shutting down the opposition stop lines well Landers played some softer minutes but he's looked really strong uh great skater good with the puck uh, I've liked so much about his game so far the world Juniors
1: yeah he's uh he's a quote unquote sexy player like that's like he adds that pizzazz in a safer way but that defensive core is going to look a lot different. When that guy's implemented in the lineup. And same thing with Patterson, too. Again, you know, we're, we're going into an offseason uh, a few months from now. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we're going to lose Myers and we're going to lose Adoroff, most likely. And I feel as if the Canucks are just going to continue to add mistake free players onto this team. And when that happens, I think five on five, obviously, this team is going to be a way better team. But we're, we're, you know, we've been talking about this team not being able to g- generate shots. There was a stretch there where guys like Juleson was struggling and Myers and whatnot. And when you're not getting a clean first pass from the D zone to your wingers, it's obviously harder to produce offense. So I just can't wait till again. There's more mistake free players on this team. Uh, look at this roster. Twelve months, twelve months mm-hmm. ago, there was like ten of those guys, and now I feel like there's only two or three. Wait till there's zero. This uh, this team can actually be a quote unquote consistent wagon. Uh, you had another note here, but we're running out of time. Hunter, Brussels Sprouts. So uh, you wanna you wanna mention something before you yeah. get to another ad break?
0: Yeah, quickly he uh he leads the OHL in scoring right now. Uh that's been the case throughout most of the season although it's going back and forth with a couple other guys. He also set a new career high in points. 37 games into the season. He's now got 58 points in 37 games. That's wow. a new career high for him. Uh he's on pace to be one of the highest scoring OHL defensemen of all time. I think I read somewhere he
1: Oh, you're my cutout. You're my cutout. But I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna ask the people a question. Okay, let us know. Let us know in the comments below. Let us know in the comments below if you are willing to sacrifice Elias Patterson version number two or Hunter Brussels sprouts for a rental this season.
0: Hmm. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm do not. some rental articles. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going I'm to do a rental article, ah, rental or trade target article for Daily Hive. So maybe we can talk about some of those guys later in the week. Um, let's get to break and then we'll end on Begsy's ballad. Uh, so we got to shout out. Okay, th- these guys are always coming to the clutch, man. got to shout out FanDuel. All right, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, Kyle, as much as I don't want to shout out your Packers, I will say I took some of that Christmas money uh, that I got and I, and I put it uh, on a FanDuel and I sprinkled some money on the Packers to wow. win straight up. I think they were, were they favored by one or were they, the line was, there. it was very close to a toss up, but I knew the Packers were going to win that game wow. and they rewarded me. So um, you're unloyal, you. You, dude. David you Packers. need
1: the Packers to lose. So your team has a better chance of making the playoffs. Yet You're putting money on them, but you know what? Yeah, you need to win the money for your family. So you're putting the family over the Seattle Seahawks. I'm exactly. going gonna, gonna to let that pass.
0: I'm, I'm in the business of making money. And if yeah. you feel the same way, make sure you go check out FanDuel. Okay. The app is so damn easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet. Like with same game parlays, find new bets in the new explore tab, make a parlay in the parlay hub and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
1: Okay, okay, you're back on another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. Man, oh man, happy new year. One love to all the listeners, the viewers. Happy New Year. Get what you want this year and do so by outworking everyone else and be taking care, of, man. And hanging out with your friends and eating hot dogs, man. Put those hot dogs in your mouth. Shove them down your mouth. What? You don't think hot dogs make your life better? Like think about your 2024. If you're living a, if you set out to eat more hot dogs than you've ever eaten in your life, you're probably Thinking to yourself, like, yo, I'm going to enjoy life this year, and that's going to help me with my work and my careers and finances and my relationships. You know what I'm saying? If you're, Am I on to something?
0: Yeah, I think the only way you'd be honest something is if you're trying to save money, you know, because hot dogs are cheap, you know? Dude. Nice, nice cheap way of uh, shoving things in your mouth.
1: Yeah, I love it, man. I love shoving hot dogs in my mouth. Uh, anyways, we got uh, Callum saying this, okay? Quinn Hughes is captain in name only. There's a leadership group. In the Canucks' dressing room, I don't think you're giving enough credit to a true professional, and uh, you're not really listening to Rick Tockett when he's been openly admiring Quinn Hughes and his ability to just speak up for the group. He's that yeah, guy. I
0: think. I think to, I think to count on this point though, there's there's a leadership group in every dressing room, and I do think that Canucks leadership group may be locked of it in in previous years. I mean, I even heard Ian Cole in an interview say recently that you know Quinn Hughes is. More of a quiet leader, like lets his play do his talking on the ice, but so, like, a number of the Canucks' last captains, right? Henrik Sedin was very much like that, Marcus Nazim was very much like that, so nothing wrong with not being like a raw, raw guy in the dressing room if you have a C on your chest. That's all right. Um, but I'm gonna tell you what the Canucks need to do, uh, over the next little bit here with
1: Betsy's Ballad.
0: I listened to an interview recently where Bobby Ryan basically said that January and February are the toughest times of years for NHL players. It's the lull of the season, okay? You're right in the dog days, right in the midst of it. You're not fighting for the playoffs. You don't have that getting at the season boost. So, January and February, according to Bobby Ryan, is the hardest time of year for NHL players. Now, it's going to get really hard for the Canucks Oof. over the next little bit. 15 of their next 21 games are on the road. Oof. We saw earlier in the season that the Vancouver Canucks were stellar at home and not so great on the road, although they've rectified that by winning about, I think it was four straight or got, got gotten points in five straight games on the road here. 10, 6, and 1 on the road overall. The Canucks need to stay uh, at least, I think, a 500 team on the road, if not more. Um, and it's gonna—it's not going to be easy, right? Seven-game road trip out for the it's Ottawa trip tonight. Again, the lull of the season's coming up. Canucks got to get it
1: done, man. Dude, and not only not only do they have, like, the schedule makers against them again, like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Aquilini, man, you got to start bribing your way to better things for your team, for real. Uh, not only do they have that going against them, but they also have, like, this new expectation, this new pressure, you know? Like, this is different. This is different territory. They've never been here at this point of the season, and, you know, at this point, people just went on went on holiday break and whatnot. Maybe uh, some of these hockey players across the league spent a lot of time on YouTube, and now they're going to take the Canucks seriously. For real. It's just the truth. It's different this time around, and I'm really, really interested to see if this team can handle the pressure. And going back to Callum's point, I think the guy who allows them to do so with more efficiency and with more ease is Quinn Hughes. Because he's so elite, elite. You know, for a long time already this season, he was the best player in hockey. And he needs to go back to doing that and letting his play do all the talking because when he's doing the most and he's touching the puck the most and he's shooting the most and he's just dictating play, just getting back to that 95 overall echelon that he was on early on the season, this team will have some of that pressure off of them because it's so much easier to win hockey games when the best player in that game is on your team. And then the other best players happened to be Patterson and Miller and Besser and own You know what I'm saying? So, again, the trickle-down effect when Quinn Hughes is on top of his game slash on steroids slash, you know, on some Dragon Ball Z-ish, like, just get back to that. And I'm, I don't know, let, let me ask you, because you're the biggest Quinn Hughes fan. Do you think he can get back to that for the next 40 games? Because, again, what we saw early on, early on was not borderline historic, but historic. It's things that we've never seen before. Quinn Hughes has never done before. Do you think he can get back to what he was doing in October and November to finish off the season?
0: I think he can, but uh, I kind of said this before, and every day is no, and if you don't know, go check out our episode last week on Phil Peronik. I do want to see Phil, Philip Ronan, and Quinn Hughes play a part, and it's not just for oh, Ronak's value man. projections. No, I, I honestly Come think on, when I see dude. them out there right now, that like they're both trying to do a bit too much. Like, I, I, I do think there might be some balance on the pair if Hughes has that stay-at-home guy. Wow, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm going to live and die by that, man. Go ahead and live Hughes and die by impactor. it, man. It's
1: not going to happen, bro. How? Like, I feel like the Canucks need to produce more offense, and those guys have that one play at the blue line that a lot of other pairings can't make, and it just causes chaos. For the other team defensively, and I just don't want to see the team, like you know how like, people are saying, uh, like you know, like there's a there's this notion that the Canucks' top six isn't doing well, and they need to move some pieces around. Oh, why not move Garland up, or why not move Dakota Joshua up? Like, why does it have to be PDG plant? You don't want to split apart that third line, right? But because those guys getting- are
0: playing amazing. I don't think Hughes and Horonic have been amazing for a while now. A so while. I, I think it's time to split up. Look, I believe in Quinn Hughes wholeheartedly. I do think he can get back there, but something seems stale with that pairing right now. Yeah, I know Ooh, they have some nice plays in the okay. offensive zone. Great. Put them out there in the third period if you're tired or trailing.
1: <laughs> Dude, come on. So. They, these two need to go out for hot dogs together. They need to go out to dog and just pound down four hot dogs each and just talk to each other. Just get that fun back in your life. Again, there's nothing more fun than eating hot dogs with your brothers. Anyways, Kyle Bowne, Trevor Beggs, Doing the most here on Locked on Canucks. We'll read one more comment from our pal Callum. Happy New Year, boys. This is the year that you become the number one podcast in the Canucks world in Australia. Look, man, this is going to be the biggest year of our lives, Begsy, for real. We're doing this for the city. We're doing this for the West Coast. We're doing this for all the Canuck fans in the world. We're bringing something different to the table, and I'm excited for the next 12 months. Uh, West Coast bias again is the only thing that's produced on the show. Uh, thanks to the Vancouver Canucks for giving us the ammo okay before it used to be just because of the drama just because of the uh, the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the, the pessimism right uh, the, the the agony and now they're doing it for real and that's giving us meaning meaningful games and they're making this thing that you and I are doing with the people a lot more fun and on that note, I'm gonna get out of here okay I gotta get out of here Begsy sign us out. we're already working in overtime. They don't pay us that much. Peace.
0: <laughs> yeah, shout out to all you listening right now, whether you're an everyday or an occasional listener, a first-time listener, a new subscriber, or those of you who joined us on the live show. I do hope 2024 is the biggest year, both for us and Ooh. for the Vancouver Canucks, baby. Let's go all the way. I love covering a good hockey team. You know, it's uh, been 10 years of, of me working in some kind of hockey media and, the Canucks have mainly been bad. So let's make this the best goddamn year yet, okay? Uh, we're gonna cover the Canucks and Sens, a recap that game. Obviously, a preview the road trip ahead. And you know Maybe we'll talk about some trade targets as well. And as Kyle brought up, would you trade a guy like Hunter Bruceheves or DPD um for some help for this year's playoff push? That's all coming up this week, but for now we gotta get out of here.
1: I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Kyle Bowen. And he cut out again. Okay, he just said you've been listening to locked on Canucks. Eat your hot dogs, fellas. Peace. Your
0: Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.